Once upon a podcast. Once upon a time. In a time before time. time, before time. The world is one one there was once a beautiful princess. This is the Mythology Podcast. Modern retellings of ancient myth. I am your Mythology. Mythology. Does whatever a Mythology does. Today's episode, The Origin of the Stars, the Sunrise, and Sunset, a myth from the mountain people of the Philippines. It is said that in the olden time, the sun and the moon were married. They led a peaceful, harmonious life. Two children were the issue of their wedlock. One day, the moon had to attend one of the household duties that fall to the lot of a woman. Don't shoot the messenger, I'm just reading an ancient myth here. Some say to get water, others say to get the daily supply of food from the fields. Before departing, she crooned the children to sleep and told her husband to watch them, but not to approach lest by the heat that radiated from his body he might harm them. She then started upon her errand. The son, who had never before been allowed to touch his children, arose and approached their sleeping place. He gazed upon them fondly and, bending down, kissed them. But the intense heat that issued from his countenance melted them like wax. Upon perceiving this, He wept and quietly betook himself to the adjoining forest in great fear of his wife's return. The moon soon returned, and after depositing her burden in the house, turned to where the children slept, but found only their dried, inanimate forms. She broke out into a loud wail, and in the wildness of her grief, called upon her husband, but he gave no answer. Finally, softened by the loud, long plaints, he returned to his house. At the sight of him, the wild cries of grief and of despair and of rebuke redoubled themselves until finally the husband, unable to soothe the wife, became angry and called her his chattel. At first, she feared his anger and quieted her sobs, but finally breaking out into a long wail, she seized the front forms of her babes, and in the depth of her anguish and her rage, threw them to the ground in different directions. Then the husband became angry again, and seizing some taro leaves that his wife had brought from the fields, cast them in her face and went his way. Upon his return, He could not find his wife, and so it is to this day that the sun follows the moon in an eternal cycle of night and day. And so it is, too, that stars stand scattered in the sable firmament, for they, too, accompany her in the hasty flight. Ever and anon, a shooting star breaks across her path, but that is only a messenger from her husband to call her back. She, however, heeds it not, 
but speeds on her way in a never-ending flight, with the marks of the tarot leaves still upon her face, and her starry train accompanying her to the dawn and onto the sunset in one eternal flight. Hello, I'm Glenn Ostland, the man behind the Mythologi podcast. The short story you just heard was published in 1912 in a book called Origin Myths Among the Mountain People of the Philippines. And among the previous eight stories already published through this Mythologi podcast, this is actually the first one that truly fits the academic definition of a myth. Now, when a professional folklorist talks about a myth, they're referring to stories that, first of all, are stories. There's an actual narrative, as you see here with the moon giving the sun some kind of interdiction, something that says, don't do this or don't touch our kids, that the sun then violates. He kisses his kids and conflict ensues. Now, the narratives of myth are usually set in a time before time, and they usually deal with divine, non-human characters. They also typically have some kind of etymological function, which means they explain the origins of things. As in this case, the story explains why the sun rules the day, but the moon rules the night. As well as why the moon has those marks on it. You know, you look up at the sky, you see that it has splotches on it. Well... According to the ancient Philippine mountain people, those were the mark of tarot leaves. It may also have been used at times of solar or lunar eclipses to explain perhaps a time when the sun was supposed to be in the sky but was off hiding instead. Now classical myths like these are also by definition believed to be true by the people who tell them. This is, of course, very different than the more common usage of the word myth, where we say myth to talk about something that isn't true. But regardless of the factuality of the details in this ancient story, it is very human to want to understand the world around us and to try to give reasons and motivations to nature that mirror our own human relationships and conflicts, etc., etc. But that's what myth does for us, doesn't it? It explores human truths through story, fiction, metaphor, and that's what I will be doing with this podcast. Now, I'm a writer, I'm a podcaster, and I have a master's degree and a PhD, ABD, in folklore from Indiana University. I've heard a lot of myths throughout my life, a lot of legends, a lot of folk tales from all over the world. I love telling these stories and exploring what they mean. Now, if you like this podcast and you want to see it continue, please give Mythologi a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes. And if you want to hear more discussion and analysis behind these stories, come support me on Patreon and get access to exclusive content not available to the general public. You can also like our Facebook page and receive notifications with every new episode released. I'm Glenn Osland, and I am your Mythologi. Until next time... Keep your tarot leaves in your hands and your antiquated view of women's roles to yourself. I love it.